Hi, and welcome to the NCC More podcast. Uh, this is a time where we kind of take some time and add a little bit more value, continue the conversation that we started on Sunday. And and wow, what, what a message on mm. Sunday. It was so powerful. Uh, but before we dive in and talk about it, I just want to plug yep. uh, this book that we're reading through this yep. summer real quick, uh, which this is uh, our, our series that we're going through right now, Friend of Sinners. It's by Rich Wilkerson Jr. If you don't have this book, you got to get this book because you don't want to be left out in the conversation. No, that's right. Like, no that's one right. wants to be left We've out. We've sold almost 200 copies. Yeah. So if yeah. you're not reading it. Yeah. All of our groups are going through yeah. it. I mean, you got to get the book. And so <laughs> it's really good. But uh, Philip. Yep. Sunday was so, so powerful. Uh, we talked about Luke chapter 15 yeah. with the story of, of the lost sheep, the story of the lost coin, and the story of the lost son, which yeah. we also tied it in. It's actually yeah. a story of two sons. That's right. Um, but before we dive into those stories and really unpack uh, a lot about what we talked about, the, the concept or the, the, the theme of Sunday was about grace and truth. Yes. Grace and truth. And, 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 how, and how we have to really have both of those. And uh, can you kind of just like, uh, just kind of uh, sum that up real yeah. quick for those who weren't there? Absolutely. You know, in, in John chapter 1, uh, John writes and he says that Jesus came and he was full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know that we are to pattern our lives after the life of Christ. And yeah. so, so that means that we have to be full of grace and truth. And, and you see it really whenever you begin to get into a, a leadership context, because you see the only way you can build is with grace and truth, right? right? So it's, it's how Jesus built his team with grace and truth. It's yeah. how Jesus established the kingdom of God on the earth mm-hmm. with grace and truth. And, uh, and, and so whenever we begin to pattern our lives after Christ, the only way we can do that is is when we live in grace and truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I said last week, it's the it's it's accepting the challenge. Right. When we decide we're going to become like Christ, we accept the challenge. Mm-hmm. And that challenge is, is to remain in the posture and the attitude of mm-hmm. love and grace mm-hmm. while we build our lives on the words and the ways of truth. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so that's the challenge of mm-hmm. balancing those two things living in grace uh, mm-hmm. and, and mercy and love, and then also building our life on the firm foundation mm-hmm. of the truth of the Word of God. And when we when we can do that, when we accept that challenge and we live in both of those things, not choosing one or the other, then we can really become like Christ. Mm-hmm. That, that's so powerful. And, and you you led that into into a portion of Scripture out of Ephesians yeah. that talked about how we how we speak the truth yeah. in love. Yeah. As what uh, Ephesians, it's 4.15, yeah. says that about us speaking the truth in love, about growing in the grace of God, speaking the truth in love. And I find that a lot of times it's, it's hard to speak the truth and in love yeah, uh, because we get so caught up in our opinions. We get so caught up in, in our preferences Yes, and we often elevate our preferences over people. How, how, how does someone get over that hump, get over that, get over their opinions, get over their preferences to realize Mm. I have, I do have truth that I need to speak in, but I I need to, I need to say it in a gracious way. I need to say it in a kind way. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's why we say, first of all, you need to realize that you are accepting the challenge. Challenge, mm-hmm. Right. So what yeah. we just said is because what we're talking about is not easy. Right. We typically like to lean one way or the other. Yeah. You know, you've got the, 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 the grace, the mercy, the love people who lean more to the kind of emotion side of life. Right. Then right. you have the other side, the people who lean a little bit more to that 
to that grit, right? Yeah, to that yeah. to that work side and and to the legalism side. If you go too far, right? right they kind of right. lean towards that way. And and it's okay to lean one way or the other. That's going to come a lot from your personality. It's going to come a lot kind of how you were raised. Like you're going to lean one way or the other, but you need to know which way you're lean because you got to balance it with the other side. Mm-hmm. It's not okay just to go one way or the other, right? I, I can't just go, oh well, this is the this is the way I was raised, or this is how I was born. I'm just all grace, and or I'm just all truth. You know, we gotta, you know, we can't do that because. You know that the scripture that you that you uh, that you mentioned there in Ephesians four, it says growing more and more like Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing more and more. So my grace needs to be growing. My truth needs to be growing, and that's how I get to the place where I can speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And and that that can be that can be very challenging because if you if you live in love. Mm-hmm. You don't want to speak the truth because you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. And, you know, but if you live in truth, you're going to do it with the wrong attitude and yeah. the wrong heart. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be received the way you want it to be received. Yeah. So that's why we have to grow in both of these things. And that's why we accept the challenge because mm-hmm. what we're talking about, speaking the truth in love, is not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And then you gave a couple uh, examples of... Uh, or you, you gave two, uh, you answered two yeah. questions for us. You, you said, what does it look like to be full of grace and truth? Yeah. And then you said, you know, we, we don't negotiate on truth, but at the same time, we don't discriminate on people. Right. And then you said, what does it look like to be full of grace or truth, mm. which we don't want to do. Right, that's right. Uh, because you have to have that balance. You have yep. to have both in play in your yes. life. And you said, we either negotiate on truth to make people comfortable. Yes, or we discriminate on people to make ourselves feel feel comfortable. Yeah. And and what does that kind of look like for someone who's like, who's navigating? Am am I uh, am I just leaning towards one side or the other? What does that look like to to negotiate on truth to yeah. make people feel comfortable, or 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 discriminate people to make ourselves feel comfortable? Absolutely. Yeah. No. I think you know. I think this is great. Is that. You know, we're, we are we are uh, we are and people, not or people. Mm-hmm. We are full of grace and truth, not yeah. grace or truth. Right? Yeah. We we wish we could be grace or truth because <laughs> it's easier. But right. when you're grace and truth, that means okay, I'm not going to negotiate on the truth. Okay, Jesus didn't negotiate on the truth. I mean, Jesus said a lot of hard things. All you got to do read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus said a lot of hard things. Actually, in Luke chapter 14, right before 15, this is where Jesus said, if you want to be my followers, he's like, you got to love me so much that it looks like you hate your family. Whoa, wait a minute. Like, whoa, I mean, that's a a harsh, that's a harsh truth. And so throughout the gospels, Jesus said some really challenging, really hard things, but he always said it in the right posture, Mm -hmm. right? And so with the right attitude. Uh, And so Jesus didn't negotiate on the truth. And because Jesus didn't negotiate on the truth, we don't negotiate on the truth. Jesus said it. We believe it. We build our lives on it. Mm -hmm. There's no negotiation there. There's no room for negotiation. Yeah. I can't say, well, I don't like that, but I do like this. You know, I don't like when Jesus said that. Ah, oh, that's probably going to hurt some people's feelings, make people uncomfortable. I'm going to move that to the side. And mm. But I like this over here. I'm going to build my life on these truths. We don't have that luxury. Yeah. We don't have that option. Mm. We have to build our life on the whole truth. Mm-hmm. And that means I can't negotiate on that. So what Jesus said is truth is truth. Um, and then, But then we got into we don't discriminate on people. Mm-hmm. Right? And so uh, no matter what their past looks like, 
no matter no matter where they've been, what they've done, what they've gone through, uh, no no matter the, the the God that they worship, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I don't yeah. get to discriminate on any on any people. Why? Because I'm full of grace. Mm-hmm. It means I'm yeah. full of love. I'm full of mercy, mm-hmm. and so I'm willing to bring people into my circle, to bring people into my life. Uh, who I don't agree with. Why? Because I don't discriminate on people. Yeah, I'm yeah. full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that, once again, not easy, but this is the path that we have to walk to to really follow to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's huge. And I think, you know, especially, because me, I lean towards the grace side. You lean yeah. towards the grit side. Yeah, yeah. But we have to have that balance. You know, yeah. for me, you know, discriminating on people, you know, you have to hold that standard of truth. But I find that sometimes, you know, uh, when we hold to that truth so hard and we, we, there's that tendency to, t- to discriminate, you know, yeah. it could come out as like making fun of other people groups, yeah. making fun of, you know, people who have, you know, who think this way politically or that way politically yeah. or, or whatever. Right. But it, you know, and it and goes back to exactly what we said is we discriminate to do what? To make ourselves feel right. comfortable. Yeah. Because I don't want to address these things. I mm-hmm. don't want to have to come into contact with some of these messy, sticky situations, right? Yeah. Because the, the truth of it is, is when you get into a lot of this stuff, it'll start messing with your theology. Mm-hmm. Like you've created some 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 life philosophies and you've built, and sometimes it'll start messing with that stuff. So I, I'm going to push you to the side because I don't really want to go all the way through that right mm-hmm. now. That's just about me being comfortable. Right. I just want I just want to be comfortable. I don't want you to mess with me. Right. Uh, I like what I got going on over here. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make fun of you and tell you that you're wrong because yeah. if we really had a conversation, you would make me start thinking. Mm-hmm. And then I might change my mind. And yeah. I don't want to change my mind. Yeah. And so I'm going to I'm going to discriminate on you. I'm going to mm-hmm. push you away. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, being full of grace and full of love. So mm-hmm. the challenge for you would be on the other side. Right. Like you would want me to feel comfortable. So right. you would negotiate a little bit on the truth to make me like you, mm-hmm. to make me feel like, oh, man, Jared's such a great guy. He mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. he, he just makes me feel comfortable all the time. And you would negotiate on that truth. So if I asked you a hard question, you might eh, crawfish a little bit, right? Because <laughs> right, right. you don't want to hurt my feelings or right. offend me or mm-hmm. seem like, oh, okay. And so that's why we have to balance that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and it's the it's the beauty of the kingdom of God right. because we need people who lean to the gray side and, and mm-hmm. need to work on the true side. Mm-hmm. We got to have people that lean to the true side and need to work on the gray side. And that's why we balance each other out and right. we help each other yeah. along this journey. Yeah, that, that is yeah. so good because we're better together. Absolutely. We need community. Always, always. Um, Diving in, we, we, we moved past that point. We started talking about the story that Jesus said. Yeah. Uh, talked about in Luke chapter 15 about the story of this, this lost sheep, the story of this lost coin, yeah. and the story of this lost son, which is really a story of two yeah. sons. And, and you talked about how this, this, these stories are really just, uh, they're stories of value. Yeah. Um, and about how, what God really values. Yeah. And of course, you know, we see in the story, you know, there's a lot of value placed on this sheep. The shepherd yeah. just like says, forget my 99 sheep. I got one sheep that's lost. Yeah. I got to yeah. find it. Yeah. This lady loses one coin out of 10 coins. She's yeah. like, you know, I'll set my nine aside. I got to find this one coin. Yeah. 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 The value that's placed. That's right. Um, and so, and of course the, the you know, the, 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 concept is God values people. Yes. God values people's souls. God yes. pa- uh, values, uh, people's lives. Yes. Uh, I find for me sometimes, uh, that I, I place a little bit more value on, uh, on my behavior 
mm-hmm. versus my actual being. Mm, mm, you know, okay. um, that I that or you know sometimes people place value on their uh, their their th- how they define their Christianity mm-hmm. versus. Um, how how they love other people yeah. like they they define their christianity by all the stereotypical things like you know they they attend their group they read their bible yeah. they they attend church which yeah. are all good things they need right. to happen right. but but they don't but they're not kind to their barista at starbucks yeah, yeah, yeah. you know right. they're they're, yes. they're they're irritable with their kroger with their kroger clerk yelling at people driving down airline drive exactly yes yes yes, yes. Uh-huh. yes. Mm-hmm. and so and so how do we move beyond uh, how do we move into putting value like God puts value on people? Yeah. And, of course, that affects our behavior. But, you know, just not being so me-focused yeah, you know, absolutely. in Christianity. Yeah, for sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before yeah. we get into that, though, let's talk about this. We didn't talk about this on Sunday. Okay. That Jesus makes the the hero, if you would, of the first story, a shepherd, mm-hmm. who were at the, t- at the time of Jesus would have been really a kind of a despised group of people, kind of seen as the outcast. They were kind of the, the dirty people, if right. you would. Like they, they couldn't come into the temple a lot because they were always violating the protocols, right, out there in the pasture. And so they, they were kind of like seen as their own separate. And so here Jesus tells the story where the shepherd is a little bit of the hero, and then he associates that with the shepherd celebration with God celebrating. Mm-hmm. It was like making God this shepherd being, right? And like, ah, it's not sitting very good with the Pharisees. Then the second story is going to make this woman the hero of the story. Well, we know that at the time of Jesus, like women were not celebrated, right? right and so right. now Jesus makes this this woman that's celebrating and she and, and it makes her the hero, right? And she calls all the neighborhood and she celebrates and he makes God like the woman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's like, the, the Pharisees really, really getting uncomfortable yeah, here with yeah. with the heroes of these stories, and uh, and, and so you know w- whenever you start there, you just see that Jesus is really trying to mess with people in their mind. So people would understand the shepherd being happy they found the sheep, but then he makes the shepherd like God. Mm-hmm. It makes it like heaven, right? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, this is something I'm not I'm not familiar with. And so I think that even through that context. He's trying to break down the way that they think, right? Mm-hmm. The way that they think about life and the way that they think about value. Mm-hmm. And he's really trying to get them to almost to do a 180, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To see things through a totally different light. Because the Pharisees would have been, man, I mean, they would have been about the law, right. the behavior, mm-hmm. you know. Did you or did you not do these things? Mm-hmm. That was it, right? And that was Jesus' That was his beef always with them, right? It's yeah. like he's like, man, you tithe all the way down to the to, to the to the smallest amount, but yeah. but you you're not smiling at people walking down the street, right? Like you're not you're not having a, the right attitude, mm-hmm. and so I think uh, I think for for us we see Jesus really breaking this down and and changing their mindset to say. It's not just about the doing. It is The value is on the being. Mm-hmm. The value is on the shepherd. The value is on the woman. The value is on these things that are that are lost, that have lost their way. And then, then Jesus says, and, and it's just like heaven. Mm-hmm. All of heaven separ- yeah. uh, celebrates when one lost sinner comes in. Boom, right? My, mind blown because now the value is on the person. The value is not on the activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think even by making these people the heroes, Jesus was messing with the way that they see people mm-hmm. and the value that they place right. uh, on them. Right, right. That's so good. And I love that because the, 
the value, let's say, for for example, the story with the two sons. Yeah. You know, that there was that one son who stayed at home, was obedient, did all the things. Yes. Right? Right. The celebration was placed on the lost son coming home. Yes. You know, and a lot of times we celebrate, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I joined a group and I've been a part of a group for four years. Or, yeah. you know, I've, I, I've read my Bible for the 16th time through. Yeah. And those are all good things. Of course. And those are integral to our growth. Yeah. But what's most value yeah. that, that we see God putting, putting most value on is people who are outside of relationship with him yeah. coming into relationship with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think. Well, I mean, let's just, I mean, let's just cut to the chase. Let's just say it this way. The people who sit in the seat of superiority, mm-hmm. who view life through the judgmental lens like the older brother, they always miss the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always miss the party. Mm-hmm. They're always upset, always irritated. Yeah. Something is always not good enough. They always miss the party. And they go through life without celebrating. He says, you've never celebrated me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, that, that's an indication of, he said, son, everything I have is yours. You could have had a party anytime you wanted to. Right. But you, when you live life through the lens of judgment mm-hmm. and superiority, you don't feel like you deserve a party. Mm-hmm. Your friends deserve a party. You don't see the value in the party. And so, therefore, you never party. Yeah. Right? That's why yeah. judgmental people are never happy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, right? true. It's just ne- they're, they're never happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, whenever you, whenever you recognize that, you say, I don't want to be a person that misses the party. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live life without celebration, yeah. right? So I can't live my life mm-hmm. through that lens mm-hmm. of judgment and superiority. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to party. I want to celebrate. I want to have joyful moments in my life. Okay, then I can't sit in that seat. Mm-hmm. I've, got to go, I've got to go into the Father's house because in the Father's house, we're having parties. Right, right. <laughs> I, I think it's funny, though, because the, the older son, he, he felt like that he had to deserve the party. Yeah. Like he was out there slaving in the field, working, toiling, sweating, you know, yeah. you know, doing all this stuff, trying to deserve a party yeah. when the father was like, you're my son, you belong. Yeah. Absolutely. You, know, you you just you just enjoy absolutely you know life and in, in, in the family you know totally and and that and, that, and that's the that, that's the thing is like he's trying to earn something mm-hmm. that he that he had already had you know he already had access to mm-hmm. um, and that just goes back to like n- just never being happy right never yeah. feeling like it's good enough and it comes from the inside that was kind of the whole point of Sunday it's like it, it, it the things that we put on other people. Mm-hmm. Right. The younger brother, you're not good enough. Well, that's actually on the inside of us because mm-hmm. you don't feel good enough. Mm. You don't feel worthy. Yeah. And so you're judging yourself so harshly. So, of course, you're going to judge the people that are around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think we see that, you know, we see that in the story. And then you really get delusional. I mean, the older brother was really delusional. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, like he's he's lying. Mm-hmm. He says, I've never refused one thing that you've ever told me to do. You're literally refusing what I told you to do right now. Father went out, begged him to come in. He said, I'm not coming. Mm. I've never refused one thing. You just refused. Yeah. You're, you, you, you are delusional. He's like, I slaved for you is what he said. Wait a minute. You slave, you slave for me. You, you have been living in my house, right? Yeah. You, you, you have been a son. You, you're not, you're not staying out there with the servants where, no, you're, you're a son, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so, yeah. so God was delusional, in, but that's what happens when we sit in the seat of judgment. When mm-hmm. we sit in the seat of superiority, we lose all sense of reality mm-hmm. and, and we start feeling like we're, we're, were things that were not. Yeah. Uh, and so I think you see so much of that in the older son, 
And that's why we say it's two lost sons. Mm -hmm. Because the one son was lost by being enticed and the other son was lost because he was entitled. Mm -hmm. And he was lost mm -hmm. in his superiority. Yeah. And uh, and both were lost and the father had to go out for both of them. Wow. Um, and, um, and and so it's just a, it's a warning for us mm -hmm. to like, hey, you don't want to be enticed. But you also don't want to live entitled. Yeah. Okay, so where do I need to live? Full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. So I get to stay in Father's house mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. That is so good. And then and then you begin to talk about, we talked about how, how even the enemy uses that older son within us. Yes. So whenever, you know, we are trying to enjoy, you know, what the what, what God has given us, what yeah. God has, and, and we, or whenever we do make a mistake, we become so self-critical, man, I'm never going to be able to break free from this. I'm never going to be able to deserve the party. Right. I'm never going to be able to deserve everything that God yep. has for me. I'm never going to deserve God's grace. Yep. How, how do we overcome that that inner critic, that inner yeah. Pharisee, that inner voice of that older brother, that entitled, that you have to earn that place? Yeah, totally. I think we've made, I think, like, in that said it on Sunday, but I think we've made a huge mistake in that we have interpreted the older brother's voice for the voice of God. Mm -hmm. We have taken the older brother's perspective that is that is inside of us, yeah. and we have mis mistaken that voice as that is the voice of God, the feelings of the older brother. But we okay. see in the story, the feelings of the older brother are not the feelings of the father. Mm -hmm. The father was there to welcome the son, yeah. to celebrate the son. Mm -hmm. That is the that that was the the attitude of the father. But we run into this older brother before we get to the father, and the older brother begins to scold us, to mm -hmm. be, begins to be just uh, begins to despise us, right? And so, and then we start feeling well, that that must be the way that God feels about me. That's not the way that God feels about you. Right. That's the way that the older brother in you feels about the sinner in you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the way that God, the way that God changes us is by loving us. Mm -hmm. And so as God begins to love, you know, I, I think sometimes the, the people, the people that get trapped into that older brother mentality that sit in that seat of superiority, I found that most of the time they sit in that seat because they are unwilling to recognize the sinner that really exists in them. Mm-hmm. They're unwilling to really admit, I've, I've got serious issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know it all. Yeah. I haven't figured life out. Mm -hmm. I've got some real problems in here. Yeah. You know, I think whenever you are willing to admit you've got issues and you've got problems and you haven't figured everything out and that there is a sinner in you who is enticed by temptation mm -hmm. and wants to go down that route, I think whenever you, whenever you get that, one of the things that me and Destiny say all the time, we do it in, in marriage conferences, we say, we, we are not beyond adultery. The moment that you think something can never happen, that's the moment it's going to happen. Mm, mm -hmm. Not beyond it because I've been in ministry, been preaching for 22 years. I'm right. not beyond it because I read my Bible. Mm -hmm. I'm not beyond it because I believe in God. No, there is always a temptation to be enticed to go against God's way. Mm -hmm. And when I recognize that and I realize that I am capable of that on the inside, mm -hmm. that's what protects me. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what keeps me safe. And that's honestly what keeps the older brother out of the seat of superiority because mm. because the sinner I know me and God loves me and so whenever I can whenever I can balance those two things the older brother can't judge me because I because I because I know me I'm willing to admit that right mm -hmm. and I know that the father is going to accept me and so you know I think for us it's creating that pattern of getting to the father 
hearing the voice of the Father, recognizing the voice of the older brother in us that's trying to keep us from the Father. The enemy will use that because it's the love of the Father that's going to transform us and change us. Yeah. Um, and so there's a sinner in me. God loves that sinner in me. I have to learn how to love that sinner in me. So I can't judge that sinner in me because I'm trying to change that sinner in me, which is what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think that that's kind of how that all plays out. Yeah, yeah, that that is so good. It was so, so powerful on Sunday. Um, one, one last thought uh, real quick. Um, we talked about uh, enticed and being entitled. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whenever, you know, we feel entitled, uh, we, it's, it's again, that, that, that thought of like deserving, you know, God's grace, deserving God's blessing, deserving, you know, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are for you, for you personally, what are, what are some things that you have overcome? Like how have you overcome entitlement in mm-hmm. your life? What are some things that have helped you overcome entitlement? Man, you know, that's a, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, you know, I feel like, um, I feel like that this is, uh, this is the, the, the journey for every believer, you know, that, that because the, the more you walk with Christ and the more you become like Christ, the more you will overcome certain things in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, when I have overcome something in my life, and I look at you and you haven't overcome that thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Human nature says, I'm better than you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm better than you. And I think that we have to just admit that. Like we, we have to, we have to, we have, we have to be honest. You know, I think it goes back to a house habit, right? Do we have yeah. a, we practice honesty. I have to be honest about the fact that whenever I overcome something that you can't overcome, I am going to feel better than you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's human nature. Yeah. But I can't, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to fight against that nature to say, no, wait a minute. Just because I overcame that doesn't mean that I am better than you. Mm-hmm. And and I think that it just starts with honesty. I mean, just to, to flat out. Like, we have to be honest about those things and be honest about whenever I look at other people who are struggling with things that I have walked through and, and come out of, I am going to be tempted to look down. Mm. I'm going to be tempted to feel like I'm better than. That's where it starts. Okay. It starts that it starts there. And so then I have to say, wait a minute, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I can't live life that way. Yeah. Right. I've got to, I've got to give grace. I've got to give mercy. I've got to help them, assist them, realize I'm not better than I, if I'm here, I'm here for one reason. That's to grab you and to pull you up to the next level of life. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to do that if I feel entitled, cause I'm going to look down my nose at you and go, man, if you'll just get it together, then you could live like me. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's not, that's not the way I'm there to help you. Yeah. Um, and so I think when we change that focus and, and, and we practice that honesty, then I can extend the helping hand that is so and say, good. man, come on, I'm here to help you get to the next level. That, that, that is, it, that's so good. That's, that's wisdom right there. Uh, well, pastor, thank you so much for, for taking time and, and you gotta be here this coming Sunday because we're continuing yeah. uh, our talks along friend of centers. Again, if you don't have a book, you gotta pick one up. We'll have some more here um, and get plugged into a group. All of our groups are discussing this yeah. and, and, and they're having a lot of great conversations. So um, get a book, get in the group and we will see you here this Sunday 9:30 and 11:15 for our next installment of Friend of Sinners. We'll see you there.